0: Hello everyone. Um, thanks for having me. Um, I've got 20 minutes, and I'm going to be hopefully structured. If I'm not, apologise. Um, but there's a lot to, to get out into the world for you. Um, but letting the story drive technology is something that's really important to me. Uh, I'm part of an IT team, although I'm not a technologist. I am a designer, um, so that on its own is an innovation. Um, so, which is really interesting and. and it, my main goal for John Lewis and within John Lewis, and it's always been my goal, is to really look at humanizing technology, you know, forgetting technology, you know, understanding how we want the customer to feel and what we want them to experience, and then working back. You know, I'm responsible for, a, for a Skunk Works in head office. I'll touch on that in a little bit. But it's about, you know, the technology, we can do whatever we want with technology, and I'm going to show you some examples of that. And there's no rule structure, but we're just going to go through and end on... Christmas, and I'm just going to assume that everyone in the room doesn't know anything about John Lewis, um, because Christmas is something of a big thing for us. Um, But before that, I'm going to give you a few highlights in terms of who John Lewis is, you know, what we do, um, and some history. So we're 151 years old this year. I joined the business last year in our 150th anniversary, and I'm very sentimental, and, and looking back for me is something that's really important. Something I did at Burberry. You know, an- another um, very historical company, and I did the same at Burberry. So, if you, we have now 46, we opened our 46 store yesterday. So that fact is a little bit out of date. Um, we're the largest um, department store in the UK. But something that's really important is is I'm a partner in the business. There's around 90,000 partners. We're, we're co-owned, so we all own a part of the business, which is which is really unique, and it's the UK's largest example of that. Um, but on that, there's something that's really unique, is that we have a constitution, um, which is really, really interesting, and something that I'm, I'm still learning about, you know, I've been there just nearly two years, um, and it's all about principle one, where the, the partnership's ultimate purpose is is about the happiness of us, people that work for John Lewis, and demonstrating that through a successful business. Um, so that is, is amazing for me, you know, to know that you're part of that, that's something that's really special. So that's enough of the serious stuff. So my kind of main role, really, is to—and my team—I have two people that work for me—is to to look at evoking emotion. You know, something that's really important to me, and that is what should drive technology. So I started the business in the business last year, January, and in March I really wanted to to gain some momentum in the business. You know, how how can we make a statement? There's this guy that's turned up from Burberry. uh, He's innovation manager in IT. What could he do? And I really wanted to kind of bring something to life and not get fired, which was really important for me, but to actually complement something that already existed. So we have something in store called Any Shape, Any Fabric. It is a proposition where you can go over and select from pieces of card. It's around 80 different sofa shapes. But then you can go over to the physical pieces of fabric and actually explore from over 200, or it might even be 400 different pieces of fabric. And then you go over to a terminal with a keyboard and mouse, and then you find the two again and then you can purchase the sofa. So what we wanted to do was actually, how can we make this more immersive, more playful? So the first thing we actually looked at is the shapes are actually pieces of paper. You can go to the fabric and play with the fabric and feel it. You can even smell it. You know, you, how does that feel on your hands? It's really interesting, but you can't see the, the shapes. So what we did is we actually 3D printed the most popular um, sofa shapes, and we built some software in our lab that actually brought the fabrics and the sofa shapes together. What we wanted to do is take away the keyboard and mouse. How can we humanise it with the same outcome, but actually make it a little bit more engaging? So we built that in around 12 weeks in our lab. Um, The software, the the, the 3D printing of the shapes, everything we did internally. We even made the the, the fabrics. Because if you can see to the right there, the the fabric swatches are really huge, and there's about 10 or 15 on each roll. We couldn't use them, so we had to manufacture, which I think is a really important point. You know, in a business as big as, as, as John Lewis, there's so many different people that do different parts of the job. What we do in our team is we can do the end to end prototype. Because if we had to go to the business, it slows it down. And all we want to do is get stuff out there. We don't want to talk about these ideas, we just want to deliver relentlessly. We had a, in 12 weeks of the trial, we had 65,000 customers engage with this. Um, but what was more interesting than that was actually how people started to create their own little stories. And I think that is. How, Something that we didn't know was going to happen. So c- customers were coming in and they were putting the the, the barbecue armchair with the Juliet sofa uh, chair. So they were building their own stories to actually look at scale and actually looking. It's not just about one product. It's how the products fit together, which was really interesting for us and for us. And that's what we're starting to develop further. But then also partners in store. You know, people at this time of year in Christmas we get a lot of contractors and temps that come in. So what they were actually doing is they was actually showing new people the proposition you know, this is the, the the Barbican armchair, you know, this is the Juliet sofa, How, you know, this has four legs, this has three legs, you know, the fabric runs like this on the back, which you couldn't do by looking at a piece of card. So it was about kind of creating value there. So the new home department in Oxford Street, so about a month ago now, we opened a new home department, which is around 94,000 square foot. Uh, it cuts through two floors in the building. So Oxford Street is our flagship, and this is where this is. But we were approached by our press team, our comms team, to actually, they wanted to create something for the press on the day that it was going to be launched. How can we create this theatrical moment, let's create this place where people can gather? So what we did is we built something called the head of design, and this was fully designed and built in in our lab. So we this is 2.5 meters high. um, It's made out of polystyrene. It was CNC milled, and it's framed in fireproof MDF. We even managed to bend the MDF on the back, which was, which was really impressive. Um, so there it is. It came in in six pieces. So we had to get it cut into six pieces and delivered to store. So there it is on the right, and it's still in there now. It's, it was only supposed to be in for four weeks, but it's, they, they wanted to keep it in. But what was really interesting, is it's not just the physical. We talk about merging the physical and digital. I'm not interested in that. It's shopping. It's shopping that takes into account both the physical and digital at different parts of the journey. It's about curating an experience, and that's what we wanted to do here. So inside this head of design, you know, you can go onto an iPad and take a psychometric test, you know, looking at your colors, looking at your fabrics, looking at, you know, how long it's taking you to answer the questions. And at the end, it gives you a mood board that's right for you. John Lewis has around seven or 11 different mood boards. And for example, I was Scandi. So, you know, how can we play in that space? You know, how can we compress something for a time short person, something that could take months into three minutes? You know, it's not for everyone, but it's constantly trying to learn, looking at people, how are they engaged? And that's like the sofa studio. We could have tried that in, in head office for weeks. But actually getting stuff in front of customers and watching them play, watching them engage, that's how we learn. And if it fails, so what? You know, we, we've got loads of 3D printed sofas in our, in our lab and we've got some fabrics that we could make some wallpaper out of. It, 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 there's no risk. It cost us around £3,000, so that's, you know, we can take it out and if we want, we can throw it away, but we have to learn from it. And there's an example of the the mood board. Augmented reality. So, constantly looking at, for customers, how how we can visualise. You know, we have over, what, 500,000 different So how can customers actually explore different products but in different scenarios so we worked with a company called Simagine out of tel aviv who you see a lot of augmented reality with markers you put a mark on the floor use your your mobile device it will augment the the chair on top of the the marker what we did here is we wanted to get all 250 dining room chairs that we stock into a space this small and actually explore how will customers how will they engage with it how will they feel is it realistic enough? And for us, it was a really good example because really the USP of this is in someone's house. But that's somewhere we can't actually play right now. So this is the contained environment in store that we can actually explore. So this, this was in Oxford Street, it's now in Cambridge for, for two f- or three months so that we can do some further testing. So Charlotte Tilbury. Um, it's, it's really important that we keep, we keep trying to look at the PR in terms of what we're doing. Because we need to keep testing, keep trying things. And, and one of the, the cool things with department stores is there's so many different areas we can do this. So one of the places in John Lewis and Oxford Street we have around 11 or 12 different windows. So what we did is we we launched Charlotte Tilbury premium beauty product in store. Um, what we did is we created a, a gift booth on the second floor where customers can go and have a makeup, a makeover and go into the booth and actually create a gift. And what that was actually done then was actually sent to a screen in the window there was a disclaimer in there we didn't just let stuff in the window but there was actually a, a, a video looping so that giving a bit of the brand messaging which if we look about innovation and change which has been talked a lot about today if we'd have looked two years ago and seeing a window like this would never have happened so it's not just about us doing things it's actually about the business as well accepting and adopting different ways of doing things I think my mic stopped working, maybe not. Working in in, um, in a fearless manner, because I think that is so important. Okay, so now I have a different one. Okay, so working in a, in a fearless manner, uh, and it's something that we need to keep evoking from our, the people in our business. We have 91,000 people, and that is a powerful community, if, if we can get it right. So... These are some of the cool things that we're doing. Um, so where does this happen in, in John Lewis? Well, we have a... I've got to do two things now. This is really fun. Um, we have a place called Room Y, um, which is our internal skunk works um, where we're in the basement by the bins where people park their, their bikes and what have you. And it was a cupboard. In fact, when it was a residential place, it used to actually have all the washing machines in there many years ago. So it's really comfort- comforting in there. Um, we have a laser cutter. We have a 3D printer. We have soldering booths. But most importantly, we have like, two people in there you know, that think differently, that want to challenge the business. You know, They're not just happy to, to do what people are telling them. They will challenge why. You know, We started the day with why. And that is the question that they ask every day of me. If I want to put something to the business, I will go to them first and I'll ask them, what do you think? They will challenge. They will, they will crucify me if, if, they don't, if they don't like it. But I love that. It's honesty, and it, it's actually what we should all do. We should surround ourselves with people that are fearless. So, so here's some examples. On the top left um, is in Sebastian's kitchen, because in the beginning we couldn't do any of the work we were doing in the office because it was health and safety risk. Um, so the top right-hand corner, I can reassure you, that's fast-forwarded. That's not real-time. He's good, but he's not that good. Um, so that's where we had to make all of the, all of the fabrics, but with the, the RFID inserted inside. Then on the bottom left, we were looking at different user experience scenarios in terms of how would this sit in store. We ended up with the iMac because it was the most... It was the beautifulest, but it was also something that we stocked in store. And then the bottom right was actually how can we get this in front of people. So we created a little scenario. So for me, innovation is is... Is a philosophy, it's not a process. You know, behind the closed doors we have a process. But if anyone asks me, okay, what's your process to get stuff in store? Don't don't know, don't care. It's it's intuition, it's my gut. You know, I'm a customer. I know what will work and what won't work, to the point where you need to hand it over. And I think that is is again something that I want to get my team to do more of. You know, let's forget the process, you know, let's really focus on on the romance, on the on the on the feeling of, of what we're trying to do. And that's where I really wanted to kind of set free key values in the business, especially in innovation, what we're doing. And this is where we're starting. So dreaming. We are. We're all customers. You know, we don't need to go to different people to understand, would a customer engage with this? You start with yourself. Would you engage with it? You know, that individuality. How can you express yourself? You know, there's, there's, you, know you have to be able to express yourself and be individuality around it, which kind of goes back to people. You know, we have 91,000 people partners in the business but how can we empower each other to take part in what we're doing it's 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 not just us that's going to do this it's everyone and everyone plays a key part so i think that is something that's really really important but we also do something once a month called innovation kitchen it's just where we crowdsource ideas you know we nothing's ever come of it and nothing might never come of it but it's a place that we can come together there's no leadership it's just pizza pepsi and a whole load of post-it notes where we can actually just talk to each other and remove any of the peer pressure. The story keeps evolving. I'm going to move through these ones quite quick. But we have JLab, which is um, our, how we innovate externally. So we have an accelerator where we invite startups companies to come and pitch to us and take part in a competition. And then we house them for five weeks in our head office and the winner has the opportunity to win 100K of investment and actually trial their experience in store. So this is this year's cohort that's just finished. Um, so you can see there, there's a few different companies. So virtual reality, we've just finished a competition with Innovate UK um, to look at virtual reality. This was actually on Monday in our John Lewis trend event. So we're looking to, to, to look into, in the visualization space more, how we can look at virtual reality. So Christmas, I'm going to skip through this one because we've got about five minutes left. This is inside. That wasn't supposed to happen. Can we pause on that one, please? Um, so Christmas is, for the last five years, John Lewis has been, been making TV commercials that have been very emotive, and they've kind of got a bit of a reputation. So last year... Um, we did something called Monty's um, Monty the Penguin. Um, and to amplify that, we did something in store called Monty's Magical Toy Machine, um, where the whole theme of Christmas for, for Monty was seeing things through kids' eyes. I won't spoil the advert, but if you go and look, you'll kind of get, get the feeling. So here's a 30-second video of what we did in store last year. It was a big collaboration between us, Microsoft, Adam and Eve, and Manning Gottlieb. This is inside Monty's magical toy machine, where we're actually taking the toys and rigging them up. We then have a process of three cameras that go on a huge loop. We use a thing called photogrammetry with a very powerful machine underneath to put it all together, add a skeleton, and then we're ready to bring it to life. It took less than three minutes for toys to be there on the big screen. In six weeks, over 2,600 children enjoyed the Monty magic. So we can leave the lights off because I'm going to introduce the next video and that's going to be, or not, that's going to be the the final one. So, so this year's advert, again I'm assuming that no one's seen it, no one knows who John Lewis is, so apologies if you have seen it. But this is this year's Christmas advert and it's called Man on the Moon.
1: I would like to leave this city This old town don't smell too pretty and I can feel the warning signs running around my mind And when I leave this plant, you know I'd stay but I just can't stand it and I can feel the warning Here I go I'm still scratching around In the same old hole My body feels young Yeah, hi.
0: Anyone need any tissues? Um, so thank you. That's it.
1: I'd uh, like to thank you, John, for a great, wonderful end, eh? Yeah. <laughs> just Good moved everyone, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so we are now coming to the end of this part of the retail section. And uh, before I'm just jumping over to that, uh, maybe a short question. What is the, the thing you
0: have learned with the skunk work and all that relating to the customer that have kind of brought you most... Uh, that have kind of be surprised surprise to you? What are the learning you have had so far that you didn't expect from the sofa far so on? So, so the biggest learning is, is not actually with the customer. but That is probably the easiest part in terms of learning. It's, it's getting the buy-in back in the mm-hmm. business. You know, there's, there's so many different sources of innovation, And it's about playing that game of chess with people in terms of when to propose something, when to feedback Mm -hmm. something that that is either damning or complimentary. I think that's probably the biggest learning for us. Great. Well, thank thank you you you
1: again. Thank you. So...